0: They want. Wait,
1: Corey. Can you edit this into the beginning of the podcast? Possibly. Okay, hold on. Ready?
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Cash That Podcast. This is your host, Joe Delara. We've got a packed podcast. For a couple of different reasons. We have producer Corey. He's back. We are both down bad. We will talk about that. My fiance. We put out a poll. She was voted by the people. By A really disproportional number, honestly, that she should return to give some of her NBA takes. So she's sitting right next to me, really, really doing doing wonders here. I can't wait to hear some of her takes because I'm sure they will be so casual. But here we are. So Corey, I want to touch on this first because this is very fresh. Corey was just at the devil's game. He's still in his funeral attire. How do we feel, man?
2: I feel like I wasted $15 last July.
0: Oh, I know. I was thinking about cashing out one of my futures today because it was like still like very plus money. And honestly, I like at this point, it's just I got I gotta just take the L. I, think. I considered
2: it as well, but I thought $15. Who gives a shit?
0: Do teams come back in the NA? So the Devils, for those of you that don't know, got their shit pumped by the Carolina Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Uh somebody who who made the comment? Um in our one of our group chats, great comment, excellent comment about um it being I want to get the exact quote. I think it was Terry Takes. Terry Takes. Also kind of fucked up to come up here and score all these goals after Hurricane Sandy. So Pretty
2: fucking, yeah, it's raw dudes.
0: It's fucked up. Pretty so mean. It has do teams we'll talk about the stats in the NBA, but in the NBA, when teams are up three to one in the series, they close those out ninety-five percent of the time. Has that ever happened in hockey? I feel like it's even less so.
2: It gets funky, honestly. It's hard to call. The problem is Carolina plays lights out at home. Yeah. They're going home. That should wrap the series up. Yeah. And it get weird? 100%. After what I saw tonight, don't think it's happening.
0: Yeah. The coach is making
2: some very questionable decisions about putting in some, like, has-been piece-of-shit defensemen on the first line out of nowhere. And uh, I witnessed no less than six turnovers in two periods, which really, um, not what you want to do.
0: Yeah. Or would you say that? Because I felt like whatever team came out of this matchup could honestly be the team to beat in the Stanley Cup. Is that how you feel about this?
2: I gotta say, I'm pretty sure the Panthers are gonna shit pump whoever they play next. They're really oh yeah, right they've now. been
0: awesome. Yeah. That's
2: um. Awesome. So yeah, if you can get a good line on the Panthers Stanley Cup, fucking grab it.
0: Yeah, because okay. I know me when, when we had Maddie Chucks on, we put in a three legger and it actually looks pretty good right now. It's the Hurricanes, Nuggets, and the Padres to each win their respective titles. It was about it's like a, it was like two bucks to win a thousand. So uh, actually great. Yeah. So, <laughs> so not not too shabby, but we'll we'll have to see how that kind of shapes up here. Um it's it's just unfortunate because, you know, as as a New Jersey resident, as uh, you, you're almost like defaulting into a devil's fandom on
2: my ride uh, home, I was able to put things in perspective. We're ahead of schedule still. We weren't even supposed to be in the playoffs this year.
0: That's what I mean. I mean, don't we still we have Jack Hughes' younger brother like we still have a lot of talent in the in the pipeline here. Exactly. I've racked so, up a
2: bunch of playoff towels ahead of time.
0: Hey, that's good. And you can say that you've been there first. You're not a right. front runner. You know, yeah, we have,
2: have we says negotiating uh, when I'm going to buy season tickets. I almost feel I've like I need putting to, money
0: in. Right? Oh, Can absolutely. You, give me a deal. I think oh, we need to scre- stick or something. <laughs> we need to screenshot our bet slips for them to win the title and stuff like that now. So that way people could never call us front runners. And it's like, dude, look, I put my hard my earned money tweet still. Put my, it's been I my put the, tweet since July. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you, that's that's critical stuff there. there for years. Who cares? Yeah. What else? Why not? Why not? So, they hit a couple uh, 2 years
2: from now I'll be like I was the smart I was no I was no Shradamus.
0: Yeah, it's it's inevitable. It's like one of those things is there in the NBA actually, if you bet a $100 on the Lakers to win the title every year since 2003, you would actually be up money right now. That's that makes crazy. sense. That's like in absolutely insane. It's kind of crazy, that's, but it makes sense. It's crazy, but like it does make sense, but that's just and they're like always market favorite or like one of the favorites. Uh, so it's just, yeah, it's just, it's kind of crazy. But, surprise um,
2: attacks that, that really make you the money.
0: Exactly. But uh, Corey, I, I'm sorry for our collective hey, loss man. here. We kicked
2: the Rangers out is... of the playoffs. I'm a happy man.
1: I Hi, do Panthers do... I do... Panthers
2: gonna are probably going to yeah. win the cup. Honestly, <laughs> right. God, like
0: so we have our, we have our resident front runner over here. West
2: coast teams don't look like <laughs> they can keep up with the, the nitty gritty Panthers. I think they can beat the shit out of, most Panthers of the used to suck.
1: Don't forget, Panthers used to suck and then they came back. So cool they
2: are what that's we will call. be in two years.
0: Yeah. So
1: that's a good take.
0: I think the Devils, the Devils have a bright future ahead. I think it'll be all right. Um, and I do think that the you know, the NHL players are definitely something that we'll dive into a little bit more. I've been talking to Maddie Chucks about trying to get him on here for the NHL finals. We'll do some specials there. I think uh, I think we'll have some good uh, we'll have some good puck content leading into the Stanley Cup finals. uh, Yeah. You know, if since the if the Devils aren't in it, it's one thing we have the Devils. I think that you and I can carry it just enough just because especially you You want to know the sad part, right? Yeah. But their uh, downfall
2: is correlating with the fucking Knicks.
0: Uh, I know so that's, that's the downside that's, and that's where I wanted to go next because obviously as everybody that generally listens to this I know we have our Canadian folks out there we see you in Captivate so we oh, appreciate yeah, we see you, you dogs we appreciate you and we know north. you're not here we know you're not here for our Raptors content so yeah, um, and probably
2: not that you don't want us to talk about the leaves right now you guys No, sorry, no. Leaves, which, no. Like, we got to talk singular about singularly like yeah they pluralize a singular word and like no one says shit about that whatever whatever
0: Eh, Talk about that sorry. One. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So we, you know, the Knicks we're down kind of bad right now in a bad way. We're down three to one on the series. Um. You know, as a Knicks fan, I still think that we have to look at the season as a win overall, no matter how we cut this. If you told me that we were going to beat, we were going to be the five seed in the East. We were going to beat a, the number four seed in the first round, regardless of who it was, I would be, take that as a win. Because the way I looked at this, looking coming into the season, I was like, all right, well, there's a very clear top three, maybe four tier in the and in the uh in the Eastern Conference of the NBA. So if the Knicks could get through that, great. The problem has really been that I just expected to get gentlemen swept by the Milwaukee Bucks. And I was like, it's fine, I can live with it. It's Giannis, yada, yada, yada. Instead, I have Hemi Butler. Going fucking crazy on me over here. We don't like. It's Listen,
1: at the end of the day, I get what people are saying with like, oh, I thought Bucks were gonna take off. The Bucks kicked the Knicks ass, and that that's okay. But the fact that Miami beat the Bucks and went into playing the Knicks, and I said this in the beginning, the Knicks playing the Cavs and the Heat playing the Bucks, the intensity levels that the Knicks go into playing the Cavs. Yes, it was like high intensity games, but not as high intensity as the Heat versus the Bucks. So I think the Heat came in with such high intensity they came Heat culture. They came in at such a fucking high. And then they play the Knicks, who were like, and this is the problem. The Knicks players play that is play it in a way where it's like not their contract years. And I'll say this time and again. It's they're just not playing with drive. They need to take some notes from Jimmy Butler because he's coming into every single game like his ass is lit on fire, and he carries his team that way.
0: That's what they say, you know. In in Miami, with that heat culture. Your ass is often lit on fire. But I do think that that's raises an interesting point though, because one of the a couple of things that the New York Knicks were excellent at during the regular season were offensive rebounds, second chance opportunities, uh not turning the ball over, creating their own turnovers, getting those basically just having more volume offensively, right? And they're not getting that against Miami because my that's also what Miami's good at. They're good at like at not turning the ball over. They're good at limiting offensive rebounds. And they're also good at generating turnover, slowing the game down and really like clogging up an offense because of the zone defense that they're able to play. And the Knicks, if they could shoot a fucking three would be fine in this series, but they're just not a great three point shooting team. So it has been rough sledding for New York. I do think it's really interesting because I wrote last week or so, two weeks ago, I wrote an article about the teams that were up three to one in the NBA in the first round of the playoffs. And in that article, I wrote that you should be betting on the Miami heat to win the Eastern conference at 20 to one. The number was just wrong. Um, Part of it was hedging on my happiness the other part of it is that when we look at the other part of the bracket, right? And you look at the Philadelphia, Philadelphia just took a 3-2 lead over the Boston Celtics. Both of these teams are flawed and both coaches I think would be out of their league essentially against coach Spo. Spo is easily one of the best coaches in the NBA and I think that that's something that's very notable. Philly being up 3 to 2 and is going to get the opportunity to play at home in Game Six to close this out, they're an underdog. Philly's an underdog in Game Six in a closeout opportunity at home. Fascinating, fascinating scenario. They were eight point underdogs tonight. They are even money on the money line, and they're plus one and a half on the spread in Game Six. I'm sh- I'm going to be diving into that game a little bit more. Um, I want to I want to see some of the film, watch back some of this game to see what exactly happened. But it did seem that um Jason Tatum was on his biggest best Kobe Bryant uh impression and by that I mean that he shot the ball a lot and he missed a lot of baskets so look I love Kobe obviously I but we don't
2: speak ill of the dead on you know podcasts. look so it's sure
0: just Christ. that's just that's just what his game was you know he'd score a lot of points took a lot of shots it was He's not really the happy most we're efficient. located
2: on the east coast have to worry like yeah, look it just looking it's over just my not, shoulder
0: look it's just not the most efficient basketball and that's we saw that a lot today we saw Tatum take basically as many shots as he had points which is just not really an efficient recipe for success and Joel Embiid had a great game uh, Tyrese Maxey also had a good game fascinating spot Boston really just missed a lot of their threes but at the same time you got to go get those like that's that's your game plan there and then with that you have a lot of variance And with a team with such a high floor in the Philadelphia 76ers, if you miss your shots, they're just going to win. Like you're not going to sneak through. You're not going to sneak out a win if your offense isn't churning. They're too good for that. Um, In a matchup with Miami, that's the thing that's interesting because Miami shoots a lot of threes. So even if Boston is having a great game, they could lose that game because Miami shoots so many threes. For the Philly matchup, it's particularly interesting. Bam out of bio is actually, I think, 15 and five against Joel Embiid straight up in his career. Fascinating matchup there, again, right? Weird. Um, I think that you would see, you're going to see a lot of zone. You're going to need a lot of three point shooting from Philadelphia, which also means their three point defense is going to be a bit weaker. Uh, and that's a spot that Miami really thrives in uh, with that three point volume. So, very interesting series either way. Um, We'll dive into those probably, I think the way it'll break out, uh, we'll have a better idea next week right when we drop this podcast, but I'm definitely looking at uh, some of those spots. I think is particularly interesting. So um, very, very, very curious to see how these matchups really shake out, especially if Boston Philly goes seven games. Miami's going to have a significant edge. I think, I don't think that the series with the Knicks goes seven games. So Miami would have a significant edge in, some faith, uh, game, man. in game one, but either way, like even if we push it to six game, six is going to be in Miami. So, you know, it's uh I don't same
2: know. situation.
0: Fair, fair, fair. But I, I do think it's, I do think it's a bit of a tough spot. One prop that I am looking at again in, uh, in game five, for the Knicks and the Heat, is I'm looking at Randall over nine and a half rebounds. Um, you know he kind of sold on some people. We had it at eight and a half last game, so we still hit that. And honestly, RJ Barrett or not RJ Barrett, uh, <laughs> Jalen Brunson's been awesome. His points props around 24 and a half, 25 and a half. I think that that's a play. He's going to play max minutes. He seems to be the one guy that really is leaving it all out there on the floor. I Look, I, I I think that Brunson's incredible. He's one of the best free agent signings the Knicks have had in a long, long time. I don't think there's really much actionable on either of these teams or any of these four teams at this point, we probably already have our Sixers tickets. We have our Celtics tickets. Like I said, obviously I have an obligatory Knicks ticket, but I had mentioned, a, you know, you bet Miami. So we're, we're kind of covered in the Eastern conference. I want to turn over to the West right now. We're recording the game just started for the, for the Suns and the nuggets game. And, I, look, I, I like Denver, but Jenna has some other thoughts about Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, thinks they're the hot boys in the West.
1: I just think, like, Joe and I just had a conversation before this. Joe and I just had a conversation before this, and he said to me that, oh, well, like, the Nuggets got it in the bag because they have the best player in the NBA. Fucking hot take when – He's like, well, LeBron James is old. Hot take, first of all. And it doesn't, like, I think a team is better if you have three very good players versus just the best, right? You're looking at Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker. Chris Paul is hurt. He has the chance to come back. And I think even so, just watching the games, I don't think it's comparable in, like, how the teams play and how you can say the Nuggets are going to take over
0: the series so i mean look this is this is going to be one of us going to sound like a fucking genius in the morning when this drops i'll tell you probably me. i don't know probably not i think my iq might be a little higher i love you but you know here we are so <laughs> either way i do think that I, the reason i like denver is that their offense is so good top to bottom and i i Personally, if you guys saw on the action app, I bet the Denver Nuggets to win the title as soon as the Philadelphia 76ers won game five against the Boston Celtics. I like Philly in basically any matchup, or I like the Nuggets rather in basically any matchup. And I want to talk, we're going to dive into the Lakers and the Warriors last uh, on this podcast because I'm covering that game. There's going to be a game guide out for the Action Network. I think that what's what matters the most is having that offensive fluidity and I think that having some of the best players on the court matters, like what Jen is saying. But I am unsure if Devin Booker and Kevin Durant can continue scoring at the literal historic pace that they're scoring at due to the, like they're shooting on basically God mode right now. Do you think they can continue this?
1: Mr. Delera, I am the Lonnie Walker of this podcast, The Bench Seat. I want you to understand this. Okay. I'm coming in fourth quarter hot. I've been prepared for this fucking podcast. Yeah. Please explain to me the reason why you think – I want in one sentence why you think that the Nuggets are going to – or have potential to beat the Suns. I mean – In what what way?
0: The Nuggets have the potential to beat the Suns because the Nuggets' offense – has been literally unstoppable regardless against the Phoenix Suns. And they're not due for offensive regression in terms of their shooting. Whereas Phoenix is shooting so far above expectation that amongst all of the other teams that have played in the NBA playoffs, they have one of the worst bottom three In expected effective field goal percentage based on the location of their shots and the shot quality that they're taking. They just have elite shot makers that have continued to hit those at a historic rate. So you're really looking at a situation where you're saying these guys are so good, which they are like they are that good, but they're so good that they can continue throughout the course of the NBA playoffs. To outshoot and outscore the expectation on the location and the difficulty of their shots. And I think that that's a very tough task, where Denver has already one of the best offenses in the league. But Denver has a top five offense in the NBA over the entire season and in the postseason. And that has to do with that, it's regardless of who they're playing. So
1: Right. But in this series, like, for instance, like I would say, like I haven't seen that. In comparison to the Suns offense, you say like historically making shots, right? And we can say like location of the shots matter, like where they're taking them. You don't think that the Suns coaching can look at this and strategize a way to place their shots in in better spots per se and still win the series. Like I think that's something that's probable because I think it's hard to look at it from such an analytical perspective. Like, of course, you're looking at it with like stats behind you, like in an analytical analysis, which sure, but at the same time, like if the Suns continue to carry through with the way that they're playing, then to me, the Suns are taking the series.
0: So, I... especially
1: if Chris Paul comes back. You did say they did worse with Chris Paul. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I think that's a really tough take because if Chris Paul comes back, And he starts playing well with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, then it's definitely endgame.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think for that series, I think the thing, the problem is really for Phoenix is that I don't think that they have a ton of pivots left. Right over the past couple of games, and what was successful for them was number one, they were playing at home, and there is there both of these teams have decent home road splits, Denver's much better. They're much better at home. Phoenix is definitely better at home versus on the road. And Denver has one of the best home court advantages in the NBA due to the altitude, right? That you're playing at in Denver. What Phoenix has done over the past couple of games is they've really made a shift from a more defensive front with Josh Akogi and Torrey Craig. And you're seeing a little bit more TJ Warren, Landry, Shamit, etc. And I think that that's an interesting pivot for them, right? Because they're looking for more offense. Chris Paul comes back and it really is going to force Cameron Payne to the bench. Cameron Payne's a little bit more of a offensive player, I would say, than Chris Paul, especially at this stage in his career. Um, as good as Chris Paul is as a facilitator. The thing is, I think that, you're not wrong in that Phoenix could still come out of the West, right? And a lot of that has to do with what we'll talk about between the Lakers and the Warriors. I think that whatever team really winds up coming out of this matchup, and it's it's funny, it's actually in both the East and the West, I think that the conference semifinal matchup is the most intriguing matchup of the playoffs for really either conference, right? The Sixers and the Celtics and the Nuggets and the Suns. Um, obviously the Lakers and the Warriors have a lot of commercial value in the LeBron versus Curry stuff, but I do think that both of these teams are playing at such a high level that they would have an edge in any Western conference finals matchup. So, like I said, I, I still really like Denver here, but I am curious to hear your thoughts about whether or not, you know, the, the story has been with LeBron and Curry. Oh, well so the story has obviously been with LeBron and Curry and oh. look, the Curry Curry obviously has the head to head series, in the playoffs, you know, he's up, um, he's up in the, he's up head to head on the series, but LeBron has an opportunity to win another one here. It would be actually the first time since 2014 that the Warriors have been bounced from the Western conference part of the bracket. Do you think that LeBron James is going to take care of business here and close out on this 3-1 lead? We know how these 3-1 leads are. We know that Steph Curry and the Warriors blew a 3-1 lead to LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers in the finals. Do you think that LeBron closes the deal here?
1: I think Lonnie fucking Walker closes the deal here. I think (laughs) that Lonnie Walker closes the deal. And here's my thing.
0: Tell me he's got that dog in him.
1: He, he's he got the fucking Jimmy Butler dog in him. Oh, that's that's, that's
0: weird. Got. That's weird. I don't
1: know. <laughs> Wait.
0: I'm leaving it in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did we just... Okay. So, obviously...
0: That's fucking crazy.
1: So, obviously, LeBron James, I think he has it in him. Like I've said before, I am obsessed with seeing, in the beginning of um, any Laker game, LeBron lead his team and encouraged to just watch the game, get some of the bench players off the seat and play the game and try to like coach while they're playing. I think that's fantastic to watch, but I do want to like mention Lonnie Walker in this for his fourth fourth quarter performance. He had 15 points and not to say, I think he took all the shine from Steph Curry in that particular game. Steph Curry had an amazing game. I mean, Triple double like that's an amazing game. People are willing to talk about it. But then Lonnie Walker comes in in the fourth quarter and absolutely blows people's tops off. It is the talk of town. A lot of articles coming out on all the websites is about Lonnie Walker and his performance. I think that Lonnie Walker needs more not more appreciation for what he's done, but the fact that he is motivation for all these guys on the bench, they called his number. He got up and he performed. And I think that is so notable. And so when you ask, like can LeBron James finish this? I would love to see the Lakers give Lonnie Walker more time in this because I think that he can perform. And I think the high that the Lakers on are becoming, the high that the Lakers are on because of Lonnie Walker's performance to feed off of it and go in with that high morale to prove to these guys on the benches that if it's your time to shine, that you can absolutely just totally crush. I think it's amazing. And so yeah. yes, I do think the Lakers are going to finish the series. So you're yeah.
2: basing it all on the Disney movie, uh, the Disney movie Airbud? No, <laughs> no, just <laughs> narrative. <laughs>
1: Yes, absolutely. I think people don't take. I don't. I think like morale plays such a major, major play, and like all NBA games, and people don't take it into consideration consideration enough because people are too analytic. Let's talk Disney motivation. Let's talk. I agree. I've always I've always
2: been the only person on this podcast that has to remind Joe of the narratives a little bit
0: more than the stats.
1: So let me find
0: high. the stats that match up right. with this narrative, right? Yeah, so a lot job. of the re- so a big reason why Lonnie Walker had his name called was in Game Two, the Lakers were getting blown out after a flat performance in Game One from the Warriors. They came back in Game Two, really blew the blew the Lakers doors off, right? That was the last game at the Chase Center. So what happened there was Lonnie Walker got his number called. He played pretty well. Then he got minutes in both games three and four, played incredibly well, right? The reason that he was getting these minutes is because it's something I've talked about. And I've talked about this now on basically every single outlet that I've had the opportunity to talk to talk about this on the Lakers are the only team like or one of only three teams, in the entire NBA that can effectively play drop coverage on Steph Curry. And the reason they can play drop coverage is because there's a fucking nuance to it and they can play high drop and they can play it very effectively because of Anthony Davis. Like I've said before, it looks a lot like hedging. It's not hedging. It's high drop. And it's like, look, the Lakers have a personnel thing that the Warriors have no counter to. And it's Anthony Davis. It's Lonnie Walker too but like it's but it, it's it's Anthony Davis what Anthony Davis has been able to do is he can defend in space he can defend at the perimeter defend the interior the reason Lonnie Walker's getting these minutes now though is because we we noticed here is that the minutes have come from a little bit of de, uh, a little bit of uh, D'Angelo Russell sure but that's also because schroeder has been playing very well and we talked about his point of attack defense but Jared Vanderbilt a little bit too much of an offensive liability because he just can't score and it's allowing teams to clog the paint up a little bit. Rui Hachimura, a little bit too slow. So you're getting these minutes now from Lonnie Walker, who's had his number called. His number might literally never be called again after this series, but he works in this spot. And that's the importance of having that depth and those different guys that can match up in different spots. And Darvin Ham, I mean, look, I don't know if he's really a good coach, but he's doing a good job right now. And I think that that's, that's important. And it's a quite the interesting distinction, but he's doing a good job. There was one thing that was fucking hilarious in the last game. They pulled LeBron with like three minutes to go in the fourth quarter or four minutes to go with the fourth quarter. And LeBron like he walked over the bench. was like surprised he was on the bench. He walked over the bench. Sit around for a second. He goes, "Fuck this," and went back over to the scores table and checked that in. (laughs) Like, then he was back down. So that was that was kind of funny. But the thing is, here this spread in game six, or rather game five, rather is Warriors minus seven, and the Lakers are plus two fifty on the money line. Jenna, like, I I don't know, like. When I'm watching these games, you're watching these games with me begrudgingly a little bit. Relax. But you're watching these games with me, hearing my commentary, you know, whatever. Have you seen anything that shows you that the Warriors deserve to be seven-point favorites down 3-1 to in this series? Uh,
1: I'm going to disagree with you i'm here's my thing narrative if, narrative bitches i think it's i and and i've told joe this a million times and i love that Corey agrees with me that narrative plays a major role in nba games i think steph curry is an incredible player right you just saw him with a triple double um Coming off that high, like, I think the Warriors are going to go into this again with just more morale of their team. And I think that they do stand a chance. I would hate, although I do love the whole Lonnie Walker narrative, I do think it's not going to be like a blowout. I don't think you can just sit here and say that the Lakers are going to take the series. It's good enough. It's it's a good enough team that they're going to come back and give them some fucking heat. There's no way in my mom my mind that you can sit here and say yeah the Lakers got it.
0: Yeah, I mean I just think the thing is with this with this line, right? What this line is telling me is that the Warriors, the Warriors being minus seven to me is just mind boggling, right? I know the numbers. I know the teams generally in the playoffs, if they cover, they also win. So what that means is that favorites or vice versa, if they win, they cover, right? So for favorites, when they've won, they've generally covered. So this number at minus seven, if you think the Warriors are going to win, you should lay the seven points. You should bet on the Warriors. But I just don't... I I think that this spread is ballooned specifically because it's the Golden State Warriors. This signifies a little bit more than this one game, right? There's the there's a the talk about Draymond Green. Is he going to get a new contract? Is he going to stay on the Golden State Warriors? I think that they are they are playing for more than just this game, right? They're playing for more than that. There's more to the narrative there. I, but
1: I will say I think minus seven is a lot that's like to me at minus seven's a blowout like to me that doesn't that, in the
0: playoffs it kind of is it means that right. it means that the team it means the game game's over at minus seven right well, like'
1: gonna play a better game than minus seven so I think you're looking if if the warrior were Warriors were to take the game I would say it's more like you're looking at minus four if they were to take the game minus yeah. seven's a lot
0: yeah so I think it's interesting that you say that because the game opened at minus five. Right, which I think was probably like a fair line given the given the fact that it's an elimination game, you're going to see the mo like max minutes from all of the guys in the Golden State Warriors. You're going to see every adjustment, every single thing that they could possibly do to win this game. But the thing that I noticed at the end of this game, and it's something that was fascinating. And it's interesting because Anthony Davis didn't get voted on to the NBA all-defensive first or second team this year, despite having a higher. Defensive EPM than three of Bam Adebayo, Evan Mobley, and um, who was the last one here? Uh, Bam Adebayo, and we will do this. We will. I'm going to tell you. But either way, he had a, he got voted. He didn't get voted on, and I thought it was fascinating because of what we're looking at here. He oh, but and Brooke Lopez. What he was doing on Curry is like I mentioned, they were playing high drop. They were actually giving the switch on pick and rolls, and Anthony at the end of the game, they were the Warriors were trying to get into that single coverage matchup, and Anthony Davis put Steph Curry in a fucking torture chamber, like turnovers, missed shots, like it was not a good combination. For the Warriors there. And the this is my main thing. Jordan Poole, holy God, that contract looks bad now. He hasn't even, fun fact, he hasn't even started his extension yet. Scored zero points last game. Hasn't even started the extension yet. Then you look at this. Clay Thompson lost a step defensively. It's clear he's lost that step defensively they don't have the option the options on the inside i just i do not understand this spread i think the spread's absolutely fucking insane and i think that there's value on the lakers at the plus 7 and i think that there's value on them on the money line at plus 250 i'm going to be betting both and i just think i just think that this is i think the warriors are cooked here i i think that even if they are able to steal this game I, I don't, I don't see them advancing. I don't see them winning three games in a row. I think that they're out of counters here because yes. there's no, yeah, because they just don't have an answer at the end of the day for Anthony Davis, no matter what they do. Personnel wise,
1: Anthony Davis is an absolute beast on the rim. Um, he's the, what is it? Frida Kahlo. The uh, what? Frida Kahlo. You know who I'm talking about? No, it's the Frida Kahlo, the unibrow. Oh, the <laughs> this famous Spanish artist. <laughs> Rita Kahlo. she's like the woman with the unibrow that is the anthony davis of the fucking rim he's an okay artist. so we're gonna
2: we're gonna add to joe's problems geography and art <laughs> or art I history
0: you, that was i was <laughs> i was like what is this term I was like, so we've officially entered into the art age. We're, we're in the renaissance of the catch that podcast now so she was very much a modern artist all right whatever
2: very modern
1: this is our this is
0: our renaissance story
1: (laughs) Frida Kahlo of the NBA on the rim I want
0: I want the followers to ask to to let us know if you knew who the fuck Frida Kahlo was I thought she was talking about like a random like a French player or something do you not remember
2: like the plethora of memes when Anthony Davis started playing in the NBA
0: yeah that was
2: her man. That
0: was her name. <laughs> well, she didn't she didn't copyright or trademark the unibrow.
2: <laughs> Anthony no, Davis. It's
0: very recognizable.
1: Did. She literally was the one <laughs> to trademark it. And Anthony Davis came way after. There's where the memes are, Joe. I'm glad that your your fiance can fucking educate you on your own podcast. Look,
0: <laughs> look, it, it is what it is. The uh we are here for gender equality. We support women's rights. We support we support as many doing? eyebrows. an
2: art thing, dude. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah.
1: I think he's like you're. You're sounding no, like a misogynist, so- but you're not. <laughs>
0: it's right. so like, relaxed. I was just saying, but either way, we we support unibrows. We support <laughs> we support one brow or two. I don't th- do people have three.
1: Yeah, they have four. You just do a little shave in oh, the. Nice. No, when you do the
0: shave thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So, regardless. Anthony Davis, no answer for him. They have no answer for the Lakers free to call. Never thought I'd say those words on this podcast, but here we are. Same. So <laughs> the reason though, and so what I what I was getting at though is that you have two teams, in my opinion, that are flawed, right? Anthony Davis could be the best player in any given series. But LeBron James. We know he went to the LeBron James of foot doctors, and that was why he was able to play throughout the season and didn't need surgery. We went to the only doctor that said he didn't need surgery. The man looks like he kind of still needs surgery. And I'm a big LeBron James fan. I would love if he could get another title here. I think that both of these teams, the Lakers and the Warriors, are showing their age just a bit.
1: God, that's so analytical.
0: I mean, it's true. They're, they're both just showing their age a little bit. Like they are not the guys that you thought that, that were on the court Joe, seven years ago. Joe,
1: they're not the guys that they were on the court seven years ago because they have a lot to teach and a lot to offer. Their best moments in the game is going to teach those rookies, aka Lonnie Walker, off the bench how to play good basketball. And that's more notable. So I it's think- hard to say that they're sitting there and saying they're older players. LeBron can still fucking ball. I know and I'm sitting here and saying that, but I'm also saying too, he's a lot better than a lot of the guys out here, but he's also teaching. And if you watch the beginning of these games, he's coaching. Yeah. He's saying, go here, go there. I watched in the last game. He literally called what did he, he called a timeout and was like, no, 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 no. We're not going to do it this way. We're going to do it this way. And I looked at Joe and I said, Joe, I was like, is he allowed to do that? Is he allowed to coach the team that way? Like he is. And Joe was like, Yeah. It's fucking LeBron James. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, no, I mean, I think that that's true. And I think that both of these spots are very interesting. Like I, like I love the Lakers. I love LeBron. Um, I think that the thing is though, with the way that these guys health is the way that they're, they're often injured between LeBron and Anthony Davis, honestly, that instead of betting any of them to win the title, I think that you need to look at them on a game to game or a series basis because you can kind of avoid some of that injury variance. Right. And I think that that's important. I do think that Denver is still the team to beat out of the East. Um, I think that they're going to win the series against Phoenix. And I think that they're going to be heavily favored in any matchup against the Lakers and the warriors Um, Denver right now in the first quarter is winning 35 to 22, the end of the first quarter. So we will see how this series kind of pans out, but Jenna, Just going to ask you real quick, who is winning the NBA title this year?
1: Wow, I did not prepare for this question, but I will fucking answer it. I'm going to take a hot, I mean, fucking hot take and say that the... You're going to hate me. But I do think that the Suns are gonna take it.
0: I mean, look, I get it. It's a bold take, but I do, I do appreciate I do appreciate the take. I think you know, it's just, it is what it is. I like think, I, think I, I don't Durant,
1: I, I really do think Kevin Durant, like he's at the end of his time. <laughs> like I really do think if he's gonna walk out with one more, like this is the time to do it. And then just watching them play, like, I have so much faith in that team. I really do think, especially the way that the Heat is fucking playing. Like, imagine it. What? How many years ago was it the Heat and the Suns?
0: The Heat and the Suns?
1: It was like Chris... Yeah. It was like Chris Paul versus like Tyler Hero.
0: Oh, oh, no. You're... I know what you're thinking of. But that was... I. <laughs> That was, I mean, it was a couple of years ago. You were taught, I think, feel like you're thinking about the Lakers, the Lakers in the, in the Heat a couple of years ago in the bubble. Maybe. I'm that was sure. that, yeah, because we watched that one together. Yeah, um,
1: but I, I honestly, I feel like I've watched the Suns and the Heat play. And like, I don't know why I'm just like thinking of the Suns taking it all. But like, if I think if Chris Paul comes back, it's like an absolute shutdown for any of these teams. No one's playing good enough. To have those three players on a team and take it all. Um, if anything, if I would have to say, if the Suns don't take it all, that the Lakers will. I think.
0: I I look. I respect any take on LeBron James. So I will. I am with you. I get it. There. I totally understand. I do think. I felt much more confident about an Eastern Conference team winning previously. After watching the series with the Celtics and the Sixers.
1: Jernala, who's taking? Who's taking it all? I'm asking you, who's I, taking it all? I, st-
0: I think it's the Denver Nuggets. I think, the, oh, I think the,
1: <laughs> he said, fuck your sons.
0: The- <laughs> Look, I, I think the Nuggets are the best team in the NBA. They have the best player in the NBA.
1: Bench fucking heard it here. You vote with his fiance, the hot little blonde. He's got on his podcast, the little Lonnie Walker. You're going to take the bench player. You're going to take the sons to have it all. If not, you're going to take Joe DeLara's side and you're going to bet on the Nuggets. But I'll tell you right here. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, bet with me. You'll have it all.
0: I mean, look, that was great. That was a great rhyme there. I really do appreciate that, but Nuggets in four. So, look, it's I, I th- I'm very excited for the rest of the playoffs. We will have so much content coming out. Jenna, you've been on this podcast before. We have we have talked about this. Producer Corey loves this too. But it's time to ask Producer Corey. How are you doing?
2: Been better, Joe.
0: How do you feel listening to this? Do, we, do you think we have a healthy relationship? Are we ready to get married? I fucking hope so. I already booked my <laughs> ticket. All right. Hell yeah. So
2: how about you reassure me?
0: Uh, <laughs> look, I, I mean, I feel like we just made it through this like pretty well. And we had differing opinions. So... That I if anything, it's recorded. There's actually no edits. So it's you know. It's true. I think that I except think it's except
1: when I said that um somebody was gonna take it in the ass by Jimmy Butler. I think that should be edited.
0: Well, no, now no, now I think this might just get edited closer to that. So that way it's like actually. Yeah, like
1: oh good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The you, my artistic license. The the uh the ass episode. So <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe maybe we will have an edit. <laughs> just a minor one to avoid this, lawsuits. a little one. This is a little one. Um, but uh Corey, do you have what do you have? What do you have for pods and rex for us today that for today, this week, you know? No. Uh, that I, and I, the... Go to a playoff game. Great atmosphere.
1: Wait, it might be Corey, sad. did I fucking tell you this uh, you have to edit this out? But I'm gonna about to tell you this. So, you know, the only Knicks game that they won this series against the heat. You know, that game that they won when Jimmy Butler was hurt, we were in the city. And I said to Joe, I was like, Joe, I want to get you a wedding day gift. I want to buy you tickets. You and I tickets to go watch them live at MSG and we'll like, we'll get last-minute tickets. We'll watch the fucking game. That was the only game in the series they won so far. And you know what fucking Joe said? No, it's all right. Like, this game kind of sucks. Like, I don't want to see it. Like, please don't spend your money on it. Corey, you've, please been to be a, on my side.
0: you've been to a game at MSG. You sit in the nosebleeds for $400 a ticket. There's only one place you
2: can't sit in MSG, and it's behind the bridge. Because then you can't see anything. But then you can't see anything.
0: Yeah. But if I'm I just doing... like this is my problem with it. You win, you know as a Knicks fan, you're going to win that game. So it's not the same level of elation when they win
1: <laughs> because
0: Jimmy Butler wins. didn't play. If they lose, the downside on my emotional like health is so significant because that's the game they have to win.
1: But they won.
0: They did win, but like All right, Joe. You weren't in the building when they won. I was at home at my couch. You missed the fun,
1: right? That's what I'm saying. I also, almost like,
0: no, that's not true. I, I drank. I should you know, I drank. a victory parade outside MSG when they. I win. drank like three bottles of wine minimum and a couple whiskey. So you were a little sleepy. We're is that what you're telling? Yeah, I was fine. Yeah, but you're a little sleepy. Yeah, a little no,
1: you wasn't. No, I,
0: well, we watched. The, I watched the Lakers after oh, too. Joe needed to go home <laughs> take a nap. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, look, it is what it is. I missed it. That's an L. It was actually a W.
1: It was an L but for you. I'm leaving this in.
0: Yeah, all right, here we are. You would so, be so much happier had you gone. I might have been. But I also hate myself. I hate myself for going to a game we just lost. That's what I'm saying. I couldn't do that to myself. I can't I couldn't handle it. But I went to
2: the game on Sunday and I love myself for going to that game because they won. It was great. Wait, they won. wait,
1: Corey, can you edit this into the beginning of the podcast? Possibly. Okay, hold on. Ready? Yes. Bitches, she's back by popular demand. I was in a tweet with Joe Delera for an election to get me back on this podcast as the fiance. I won by a landslide. I am now the vice president of this podcast. And I just want <laughs> Corey. I just want you all to fucking know she's back. Put your money where your fucking bets are <laughs> she's back bitches
0: so i think
1: Let's put that in the beginning so i think yep.
0: it'd be so much funnier just exactly where it is um <laughs> <laughs> but, but well, i gotta
2: leave in where she says to put it in the beginning
0: yeah put it like leave the whole thing in exactly way it is so that's that's her recommendation of the week <laughs> I think that's the key. That's literally the key. Oh, my
1: God. Beginning. It's just like, she's bad. All
0: right, Jenna, do you have anything to actually recommend?
1: Okay. You know what? Fuck you, Joe. Here's what I'm going to recommend. For the next few games, I'm going to say Miami Heat plus two. And I'm going to say Celtics. I uh, I uh, I'm gonna say Sixers plus five, and I'm gonna say Lakers. Lakers. No, I'm gonna say Warriors minus three, and I'm going to say Suns minus two. Those all are right. my bets. Uh,
0: those that are, was exciting. Like, that, that was That was those, those like literally my all. Who's right there? That was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so all funny. right what if that turns
2: out to be correct like she's our rain man so what was it again I'm it literally was can, be can voted you say them back on can you just say
0: them again what were they
1: jesus christ joe Corey, just play it back right. i'll play <laughs> it back
0: <laughs> we'll play it back all right um my recommendation for what the week. food do you have us so we actually got a little grill uh, mm-hmm. that i sent you knew it, it is coming. literally it's it literally like the smallest charcoal grill of all sent time me a picture of it earlier today i, I made a tiktok
1: i made a tiktok it was like that little little spanish kid that was like oh my god my dad got a big grill just kidding it was a little fucking grill and it was
0: jenna jenna is trying for those of you that are onto the tiktok um jenna what is your username
1: jenna ray
0: at jenna ray um jenna is a micro influencer on tiktok do you know that that means that she has over six thousand followers so (laughs) i'm pretty sure i got that you might actually you post the same little gif every time but
2: dog it's not a gif come on it's it's carefully carefully edited video it's fucking electric
0: it's fucking electric carefully um i definitely don't just
2: overlay music on something
0: no no (laughs) never (laughs) never never so um Follow. it. Maybe I should start TikTok. I have a TikTok. Oh, I I have got a TikTok 3, maybe, maybe I should use it. Thirty-five hundred is still pretty good. You're almost a micro influencer. So, uh, but so anyway, off the gas, you know. So I've been grilling a little bit more. It's kind of great. It's good for dieting, I think, because was on the menu you, tonight. So we well. So this is the the life of a couple that's trying to be economically conscious, but also there's a queen in the household, and we got rack of lamb and chicken sausages. You guys can decide how that went in terms of the division of those assets.
1: <laughs> I have <rack> of lamb. <laughs> I fucking love racks of lamb. I just recently Sand. had a rack of lamb You're awesome. for the first time fucking ever in my life at 25, like two months ago. And it Jenna, changed no. my yeah. life. Okay. So-, so there's
2: two kinds of
0: people in this world. Those who love it and those who can't stand it.
1: I love it. Bro. There's something, Thank God. Wait, is there Joe a
0: is there a positive correlation to Catholicism with the liking of lamb? No, believe it or not, a lot of Italians I know uh, don't like it. But it's like
2: the smell, like just the I guess smell it's, a veal thing. Like, it's a veal thing. It yeah, yeah, it's a
0: veal thing for the. No, Italians. It feels
2: different. I don't like veal because like I think staking a baby cow to the ground is fucked up. Yeah. Wait, Corey, I'm do you want to hear
1: life. a funny story? One time, one time you could put this at the front of the podcast too. No, one time when I was all
2: at
0: here Bible here camp,
1: Corey, one time when I was at Bible camp. I Jenna's
0: not baptized.
1: No, I'm not baptized. But I had to go to Bible camp because my family like made me, and they made me get up on a stage in front of a hundred people and say like which which religion I was. And I walked up on stage confidently and told them that I was a pedestrian, but I meant Presbyterian. That's hilarious. (laughs)
2: Write that down for like a scene in a comedy. It's a great one. That's a great great screenplay.
1: I'm a pedestrian, but I meant Presbyterian. Honestly, your permission to
2: use that in the future.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's it
0: it really is the same thing for many religious folk. So uh, but anyway, my recommendation is to grill things now. You're kind of in the season. Uh, It's a good opportunity to get out there. And honestly, at night, it's kind of still that temperature, right? Where it gets a little cool at night.
1: Slob the cob knob.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> nice. But nice.
1: Slob that knob. <sighs> butter and salt and pepper.
0: I'm allergic to butter, so I it'd probably be a problem. But anyway, uh, I was gonna recommend, intolerant. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna recommend <laughs> flannel shirts. Nice oh. flannel, corduroy, corduroy shirts. Oh. because I'm wearing like a corduroy jacket.
1: You recommend corduroy shirts over a fucking flannel. That is the worst take. I'm not not recommending. I'm not
0: not recommending flannels. I'm recommending corduroy because most people have flannels.
1: Puppy boys, when I first met you, didn't own like any good. I
0: had some flannels. I wore them to the gym because flannels are anabolic. Oh, that was another recommendation, by the way. Yeah, that's been a recommendation. It's already been a
2: podcast a prior, but that yeah, was is, true. I remember
1: it, that. was well, flabbergasted recorded. by that recommendation. <laughs> I was like, recorded.
0: Yeah, so
2: like, I'm recommending like lumberjack when you're on the treadmill. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah.
1: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Split wood.
0: <laughs> so
1: lumberjack, wood.
0: So I would like to recommend corduroy shirts. They're pretty comfortable.
1: So embarrassing.
0: they're nice. It's it's like it's not dressy, but you don't look like a slob. So I, I would like to recommend corduroy shirts, especially while you're grilling. You want cool. to
2: know a secret?
1: No.
0: What? But,
2: I have a corduroy shirt that I whip out whenever I realize I have to go somewhere that I'm not quite
0: dressed up for. I fucking oh, knew it. I see. see, I fucking this Throw is on all the time. Same. One we have time. our audience down to a T. Mm-hmm. We know what they want. It's a great oh
2: shit! I'm only wearing a t-shirt and this is not a t-shirt type thing. Yeah, throw that. It's
0: exactly enough. And you know what the nice part about corduroy is, Corey? It's got lines. We can read between them, and we will always give out the best ones.
1: Fucking (laughs) corny.
0: Let's cash that. (laughs) That was trademark Joe right
2: there. Yeah, Yeah, that was. My God.
1: So scared that you don't
3: want me here. that I've been-